Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Welcome to another week of PICGO Happenings. Stay tuned to hear from two Pennsylvania County dispatchers about what it was like working during the severe ice storm that downed many trees and power lines throughout our region. The Pennsylvania County 911 Center received over 500 911 calls on February 13th, which is the highest single-day call volume on record. But before we get to that, I have a few announcements. We sent out a letter about the 2022 reassessment. Our residents begin receiving it this week, and we instantly begin hearing complaints and concerns regarding our reassessment team going inside people's homes. I just want to clarify something. Our reassessment team will only enter your home if you invite them in to examine the interior of your home. They will not enter your home without your direct invitation, knowledge, and permission. We will talk more about some misconceptions about reassessment next week based on the feedback we've been hearing from citizens so far. The reassessment process is important for ensuring that every property owner pays a fair and equitable tax. Another important announcement. Effective today, February 22nd, the Pennsylvania County Registrar has a new home. This new facility was renovated with CARES Act funds and is located at 18 Depot Street, Chatham, Virginia, 24531. We also have an updated statewide portal for COVID-19 vaccination pre-registration. This new portal was developed recently. Everyone who signed up online through the local portal, which was in effect for the last month or so, is having their data transferred to the new state database. So you don't need to sign up twice. You can learn more at pennsylvaniacountyva.gov backslash 619 backslash vaccinations. Thanks for joining us today. So I'm here with Glenna Caldwell and Tabitha Powell, who are both dispatchers at the Pennsylvania County 911 Center. Guys, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you being here. So to, to start, if both of you wouldn't mind just telling me a little bit about yourselves and kind of how you got into dispatching. That'd be great. I'm Glenna Caldwell, been dispatching for about 12 years now, and I started running with the Danville Lifesaving Crew and set in there for four hours to do orientation. And then kind of that sparked an interest. And a couple of years later, there was an opening in the county and applied and I'm here still today. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm Tabitha Powell and kind of same as Glenna. I joined the crew, met Glenna, and then I would I set in for the four hours at the Danville, well, for Danville 911 Center for the crew and then talked to Glenna about the county and there came an opening and I applied and been here almost six years. And I mean, I think when, I, I know at least when I think of a dispatcher, before I had much experience talking to you guys, writing stories about you guys, you know, I think of a dispatcher, I think you call 911 and they say, 911, what's your emergency? And that's that's all that I knew. So talk to us a little bit about what you guys do. What goes into that that role that you play? Of, I mean, basically, you're coordinating where where our first responders are going based on the information you're getting. So, I mean, talk to me about what, what that's like and, and what you guys do. So, I mean, you have to get the address, their phone number in case you have to call them back and then from there, you get the information, what you need to know, and then you have to figure out, do you need police, fire, rescue, what all has to go out to take care of the caller's problems. Mm -hmm. and 
go from there. Mm-hmm. So part of it's investigating yeah. and trying to figure out, you know, because somebody may call and think they need one service, but they really need something else. Mm-hmm. And so trying to figure out, like, to have a specific for police, fire, or rescue. And then we also dispatch for um, and call the game warden and control. animal control mm-hmm. and state police because they handle all the traffic accidents. So right. there's a lot of departments that we you know, have resources at our hands, but we've got to figure out which way to turn. February 13th, I mean, obviously we had a very, very significant winter weather event, lots of ice, but I understand that that was a record-breaking day at the Pennsylvania County 911 Center and that both of you guys were there. Can you can you just talk to me about what it was like there? I mean, what was it like dealing with the the calls coming in? What kind of calls were you seeing? What What was it like that day? Well, we started out, we knew it was going to be a little bit of icing, but we had no idea the amount that it was going to weigh on the trees and stuff. The The trees were mainly the, the big, big yeah. problem mm-hmm. because we come in at seven, our shifts are seven to seven, 12 hour shifts, day shift that that weekend. Mm-hmm. So the we, calls didn't stop from the time we walked in the door to the time we left. And normally, you know, we may have a little break in between each call but it was non-stop all day right at first when we got there at seven you know it was steady but we were keeping up and you know having everything dispatched and you know just handling everything that in a timely manner with three people <laughs> with three people on a shift our shifts are normally we have four on a shift but um we had one off on a holiday so we um Started out with three, and we ended up calling three more dispatchers in. Wow. So started short-staffed and then ended up with two more than you would normally have. We normally, our minimum is three during the daytime. So Mm -hmm. we started out with three, and, you know, we thought, okay, we'll be fine. You know, the temperatures were kind of freezing and above, and so we were like, you know, the roads were fine. And that was the thing with storms, snowstorms, and weather events. You normally have people sliding off the road and, you know, traffic accidents, but that wasn't the problem Saturday. And I would imagine generally that you guys get a lot of 911 calls of people. They don't really know who to call, so they just call 911. And I would imagine that was especially true last week when there was down trees and power lines. So was that, was that sort of a lot of what you were dealing with was just passing information on? They couldn't get through. If they tried to call the power company and couldn't get through to the power company because their power was out, then they just call 911. They say, you know, we can get a hold of them. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we have those resources to get a hold of them. Yeah. If it is an emergency. Right. Um, a lot of what we ran into last weekend, like you say, they didn't know who to call. And they're like, well, this is really not an emergency. But so mm-hmm. knowing how to get a hold of who they need to get a hold of, too, that would help as far as general knowledge to the public, um, mm-hmm. having those numbers out there for them to call. We're recording this on Thursday, and we're we were expecting even more severe winter weather today. But it appears that we we avoided the worst of it, and you know we had extra staff at one nine one one center in preparation for that, and we also were were doing as much as we could to get information out about you know who to call when your power goes out, who your power company is, because in Pennsylvania County we do have five different utility providers. So I know that's yeah that's an ongoing education thing we're trying to to make sure we're doing too, so you guys aren't getting you know, a, a bit large emergency and then someone asking who their power company is or telling you that their power's off. So, so I understand that you guys had over 520 911 calls during Saturday, February 13th. 
And the previous high was during Tropical Storm Michael, which for those of you who don't know or weren't here, that was a storm in October of 2018 caused massive flooding and damage throughout the region. But this this day actually broke that record. So, you know, I know you guys were both working on Saturday and were you both working during Tropical Storm Michael as well? Yes, we both got called in because we we weren't actually here when it started, but Mm -hmm. throughout it we were. Mm -hmm. So I think those are two very different days. I mean, they're both very record setting or both set records for the for the 911 center, but two very different days, two very different events. So kind of walk me through what what was different about those days? Well, you know, what what kind of call volume were you getting then versus versus on the 13th? If I remember correctly, back in October of 18, it happened like at the end of the day. So people were trying to get home um, and that storm came and went kind of per se. This storm, when we got here, we started at seven and didn't end till seven. You know, dear Michael, you had five or six hours of heavy, heavy, heavy call volume. And then it kind of settled down a little bit because mm-hmm. everybody went to bed that night. And a lot different to take a call for somebody stuck in water that's moving, rushing, and versus a tree's down on the power lines. You know, you take that, you hang up, you move on to the next one mm-hmm. versus somebody trapped in flood and water. It's a little different. Both stressful days, but on the different ends of the spectrum because... You know, if somebody's drowning, you know, it's a whole lot. The energy is just different than if it, like, time to set a tree down. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that on February 13th, you didn't know what you were walking into. You know, you you didn't know it was going to be that bad. I would imagine, I I believe Michael was the same way that you guys, I mean, we knew there was going to be a storm, but we did not realize it would be that severe and that significant. But what is that like for you guys mentally and trying to prepare to come to work when you you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what situations you're going to be dealing with. You could end up with a pretty chill day like today where a lot doesn't happen. Or you could end up with a day where you're you're slammed for 12 hours straight dealing with significant emergencies. I mean, how do you mentally prepare for that and then deal with it when you're in the moment? In the moment, we just take care of business. You know, um, sometimes at the end of the day, you know, we look back and say, wow, you know, and think about some things per se but I mean when we're dealing with it that's what we're trained to do and that's our job that's what we do so So, I mean we were talking earlier too about you know I know I didn't know a lot about 911 dispatchers or, or what you guys do what are some other things that you guys do or some other elements of your job that you think the average the average person doesn't know there's a lot of paperwork behind the scenes that when our records department's out, um, when they're not here, we handle the warrants and protective orders. And um, it's other stuff than just answering the 911 phones, the admin lines ringing there, crime stoppers, outgoing calls, yeah. to doing stuff for the deputies. You know, they ask us to call many a people every day mm-hmm. and just investigating and try to dig and help them. You know, you can dig as much or as little as you want, but the deputies really appreciate you um, helping them out. I mean, we do some of the legwork for them, too. Right. And our shift, a lot, I think, relies on us for that, which we have all the resources and the time, you know, they're driving to a call. They might not remember the last time they were out there, somebody had a weapon or, you know, there's drug activity at that location. Or so, and you're talking about, you know, lots of outgoing calls too. I do remember that uh, I was looking through the numbers and that on the 13th, that broke, that shattered records for outgoing administrative calls. 
it was, I think it was over 500 outgoing administrative calls. So kind of what, what were those calls? How does that work? And, and, and what, I mean, what, what was the reason that there were so many? Calling the power companies, calling VDOT to get up trees or state police, you know, for traffic control on trees that were down, that were taking a while to get up. And then our normal everyday calls as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those outgoings. I mean, a lot of times the electric department obviously was really overwhelmed too. We so would have to call we would have multiple. to call them multiple times to get through to them, even though we have a, a backline number per se. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um yeah, they they were overwhelmed right. too. So Right. Yeah, no, and I mean, we're we're recording this on Thursday, and I know there are still well over a thousand Pennsylvania County customers that don't have power as a result of the, the storm that happened on the 13th. And fortunately, we didn't see the power outages today like we were anticipating. Uh, so that's that's a very good thing that we're not having to deal with a whole nother set of that, that our utility providers aren't having to deal with even more customers without power. Uh, and we had also opened our many of our volunteer fire departments as warming stations. So for people who have lost power, who are losing power today, that they could come charge their electronics, get warm, get water, things like that. Um, but so far we haven't, we haven't had to use those just because there hasn't really been much damage. I mean, and I've, I've interacted with you guys when I was working with the paper, you know, I wrote a couple of stories and in, in, in this position as well. And you said, you know, you, you guys kind of just get in the zone and do your job. And that's, that's definitely, that, that's what our dispatchers do. You know, they, they get in the zone, they get the job done, and we, we really appreciate them. So, uh, Tabitha, Glenna, thank you guys for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.